Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 79. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song, Knowing You, by Graham Kendrick, reviewing the April Challenge with Keiko, interviewing singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson, and setting a new challenge for May. Hello, mate. How's things? Uh, not bad. How are you? I'm okay. You you sent me an email just before this, um, well, a bit earlier on, that you wanted to check whether what the classic song was. And you, yeah. you and it said, have you chosen a inverted commas classic song? Which basically <laughs> just come across like you were being really sarcastic. Like we never, they're never actually classics. <laughs> have you chosen a classic song? Yeah, well, it's very much a matter of opinion, isn't it? And I think it often depends on which side of the Atlantic you live and, you know, which stream, you, stream you're part of. It definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. Hey, you got a, your new thing out, Worship in the Woods. Tell mm. us about that. Yeah, that's cool. So um, it's based on the fact that we've been doing park church for about the last four years. About once every fortnight we go out and a small group of us gather in the park and try and worship in ways that are indigenous to being outdoors. And and then Sarah said, you know, with all the, you know, so many churches not quite wanting to perhaps gather in their buildings, uh, maybe this is a good time. And also I think, you know, over lockdown and stuff, people have... Uh, had a bit more of appreciation for nature because that's you know the only hobby you can have is going yeah. out and go for a walk or gardening or bird watching or whatever so uh, and and you know the whole ecological crisis as well I think all of those things kind of come together in this book and it just totally if you allow it to it totally changes the way that you approach gathering to worship mm. when you're stood in a forest with no roof and no chairs and no heater and no screen and pro- possibly no instruments yeah. and suddenly you just worship very differently and you discover new things about god um so yeah we did this 10 session book called worship in the woods and we've been doing uh some zoom training around it and did one of the um um oh, i forgot what it's called now my other podcast but you've obviously just done something to make my brain go scrambled when i try and think of the yeah um I've been whisp- whispering to you in the dead of night. Forget the other podcast. Forget the other podcast. <laughs> it took a lot it's of called... negotiation with Sarah to allow that to happen, but it's been fun. <laughs> it's called disrupting worship. Yeah, and so we did an episode about that. Um, and so yeah, if people want to catch up, maybe check out disrupting worship. We've got lots of other good interviews on there. Plug, plug, plug. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for asking. That's that's been really encouraging. Pleasure. Um, I maybe I should do another podcast. Just to balance things out. Yeah. You could what? do a running one. I could, yeah. Christian running. Christian run. Run the race. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. I might do a gardening one, actually. In my new house, I've really got into gardening. And so I think I might start a gardening podcast. <laughs> through the year. Gardening through the year with Joel. I think it could be great. I could look stuff up. Basically, like we do for this one, I just look stuff up before we podcast. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Listen fine. to Gardener's Question Time and then just repeat what they said and hope that no one listens. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, if if you want a, a gardening podcast, you've just got to ask. Joel's Green Fingers. Last time it was... <laughs> oh, I've just remembered. Last time we had the wrestling name. Yeah, how and did then, that Didn't you out? see all those wrestling names on Facebook? No. How oh. did I miss that? Oh, there was this massive long thread that i think maybe dan lugo started he usually starts them obvs and um full of wrestling names for people um <gasps> slam hurt greaves or something um <laughs> oh no slam you well matt osgood really got into it <laughs> so, um and we went through loads of them um giving names for people uh, elisa mash smasher and um all, all these kind of people from the Travis Slam, all these people. Ra- from- Rachel Wilhelm Scream, based on the... Do you know the Wilhelm Scream that oh, no. they put in all, all films? Yeah. No. Uh, when you hear this sort of, ah! It's yeah. like Indiana Jones and Star Wars and all these films, this famous bit of uh, audio that people put in. It's almost like an Easter egg now. But the uh, Rachel Wilhelm Scream, that would be a great... She was actually her. Rachel Kilhelm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the best bit was we were going through them and people were naming all sorts of people and then we just got to... 
Hunter Lynch. Oh no, that's his actual name. <laughs> that's a great name for a wrestler. <laughs> I think Hunter enjoyed it too. Geraldine Splatty. Oh, that's good. That's a little bit more children's TV. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Not when she's jumping on your head. Shall we, she's... Ow! Shall we, shall we move on? Um, well, since you ask what I've been up to, Sam, um, I have been... It's always implicit, I think, that yeah. I care what you've been up to. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a couple of things. One thing that's been really fun is I've been working with uh, Christian Aid to write a new song for their 75th anniversary. Cool. So that's been super fun um, with Wendy, uh, Christian Aid, and uh, I had to get Matt Weeks in on the end in the end because I was struggling I was kind of bashing it around not getting anywhere and as I often do I just say Matt have you got a tune for me and he sent me a tune and then boom suddenly words pour out and oh. we're on it so that's been really nice I have to say I quite enjoy writing to a commission I think um, writing to a brief I, I, we do it here don't we on 12 Song Challenge a lot and we got yep. kind of used to it but you know I got this couple of pages of stuff about what's going on and things and, and it's just kind of distilling it down trying to get and you and you don't make it super explicit necessarily yeah. But you make sure you're kind of referencing it in the way you're building the, the lyrics and so on. So I really enjoyed that. And that, should, that will appear on Christian Aid, um, the first Sunday of Christian Aid week, which will be the 75th anniversary. So that's really cool. But I've also been um, helping Roger Jubilate to go to all the entries for the hymns for our contemporary world oh, yeah. um, collection. So that's also been really good. People are writing on all kinds of themes. And, and you know, now down, I don't know, 120 or something that... We sent in and we've sort of whittled, we've pretty much whittled it down to about a dozen now. Excellent. So also with, with some of the team. And I have to say, I did recognise a few voices in there. Ah, uh, yes. From good, some of good the, stuff. some of our faves. Oh, of course, I, I gave them all top top ten marks. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> sort of. Let's, inverted commas, dissect a classic. <laughs> Classic. The classic for this month is connected to the theme, actually. The theme this month is hero songs. We're thinking about songs um, in the style of our heroes, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but a definite hero in uh, the life of Sam Hurt You Well, Hargreaves and Maximum Payne is, uh, is Graham Kendrick, the granddaddy of um british worship and so we thought we've got to do a graham song for a classic and we've done a few um but here's another one which is uh is one of his most certainly in the uk one of his most sung songs and that is all i once held dear yeah. or knowing you it was written in 1993 um and it was for a conference and i'm gonna i got this from his website i'm gonna guess that's probably spring harvest um i'm pretty sure that's true and they were teaching on Philippians and they sent out a thing to a few people saying, um, can you write a song for us? Graham, of course, can. So he did. And um, it's interesting. He kind of says that he, so he read through Philippians and it was the knowing you thing that grabbed him. And, and so he, he, he played around with that and wrote the chorus first um, and then spilled out of it into the content of the, the verses that surround that in Philippians. It's Philippians 4, isn't it? Um, it's kind of trying to pack them in and craft them and, and so on. Um, and he says that verse three is his favourite, uh, which, yeah. which is good to know. Um, we like to have a, a little clip. Have you got your guitar? Sam, can you sing us a... Oh, if you want, yeah. <clears throat> what I'm also going to say, just while Sam checks his guitar is working, is if you actually don't know this song, I suggest pause this, look it up, listen to it, come back. If you do know it, then you can just have this little clip from Sam to remind you. All I want. Oh, hang on, that's not in tune. Uh, do you want me to do it? Yeah, you do it. I did the last one. <laughs> I normally get you to do it because you're the you're the guitarist. Mm, well, I'm not going to know the song. I'm the sassy host. All I want, hell dear, build my life. All this world reveals and wars to own. All I want, stored gain. I have counted loss, spent and worthless now compared to this. Knowing you 
greater thing. You're my all, you're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you. There we go. That was beautiful, mate. Thanks. So just to slightly correct you, it's Philippians 3 that this is based on. Thank you. Um, and I want to come out the gate and say it's one of my favourite passages of Scripture. And I think, you know, it's such a... Yeah, it's one of those sort of countercultural gut punch in the heart. Kind of gut punched in the heart. Back to my <laughs> wrestling days. You know, but that kind of... Um, you know that he he you know he talks about all these ways that he could be you know that he he could be showing off about who he has, is as a Jew and as a as a as a law abiding person and then he goes but whatever gains now I consider loss for Christ it's such a powerful passage and just the fact that Graham has been able to distill that into such a brilliant song and you you see echoes of the passage all over you know he hasn't tried to uh, just sort of um, yeah, he's he's just he's just expressed it so well within those three verses and a mm. and a chorus. It's absolutely stunning. And for me, particularly that uh, the line um, to be found in you and known as yours, mm. I, I kind of fit, I feel that so deeply. Like, yeah, Jesus, that's what I want to be found in you, to be known as your. I, you know, you couldn't really express that any any better. And how, um, yeah, and it. it it's it's so kind of Jesus exalting and 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 honest and it just got so much going on. I absolutely, I love I love the passage and I love the sort of Graham's devotion to the passage and the way that he's been able to express that. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it's just brilliant. Uh, I've been spending a bit of time with it. Um, I uh, have you noticed? There's no rhymes. It doesn't rhyme. There's one yeah. rhyme in it. We'll come to that one rhyme in a minute. Um, yeah, but. It's all. It's as if he's thinking it might rhyme in verse one, but he never really gets there, and then mm. just doesn't bother after that. Um, and somebody pointed out, was it Keiko this month? Looking back through some of the May, the April songs, it's one that somebody had written that didn't rhyme, but because it was so structurally sound, mm. it didn't seem to matter. And this is this song has a real structure to it, doesn't it? It's got a nice tight range. The verse yeah. is all on um, five notes. Or, or mm. it's, it's pentatonic, so it's six, six note range. But it, um, yeah, uh, and it's kind of it's clever, isn't it? I love the verse. It's got a kind of cyclical nature to it. You never quite. I mean, it works, but it seems to start on a different chord each section, and as if you you're a little bit mm. further through the cycle, and it keeps going round and round. Well, I, yeah, I think melodically it's very clever, isn't it? Because that a sort of three, two, one is the kind of really the the hook, and although that's one of the most obvious hooks you could ever think mm. of the way that he uses it, the way that he repeats it. And then sort of the chords subtly change underneath it to keep the interest. And then, you know, line three to become, it sort of almost, you know, reverses it and yep. goes a little bit higher. And then in your death, he's yep. back to his original <clears throat> motif. Um, it works so well. And that, so with you to live and never die, that sort of extra bar, towards the end just to string it out a little bit just to sort of really set up the chorus you know yeah there's the tension at the end of the verses that then you then you know sort of launch into the chorus it's, it's so well structured so well kind of put together and eminently singable i love the way it goes knowing you jesus knowing you it lingers on the main point but i also yeah. thought well that reminds me of another the graham kendrick song shine jesus shine <laughs> 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 so he's got a little he's got a winning motif there and i think yeah. keep using it graham because it works <laughs> all right well i mean we big this thing up haven't we we love it we think it's a brilliant song if you don't know it if it's new to you check it out i mean it's i was i can never do the maths live on this but that's, it's at least what 28 years old blimey that means i'm at least 28 years old because i've known this for a long time <laughs> um a, a, a brilliant song um I mean, it, it is not without its detractors, having said all this, is it? And let's, uh, there's a couple of, there's a couple of sticking points people have. Yeah. So I, I think the you're the best line is one 
that. People bump on that partly because I think they feel it's too colloquial. Like, yeah. oh, Jesus, you're my mate, you're the best. It, they, they, I think some people feel like that's too um, poor a word to use of Jesus. Now, it's not for me, it's not actually the word that I struggle with. It's the rhythm of the melody. Mm-hmm. It's that, you're the best, which is just always first has a slight Alan Partridge kind of <laughs> jauntiness to it. I mean, it's already knowing me, knowing you. And, and then you've got that, you're <laughs> the best. And you just have that kind of... You kind of kind of imagine a sort of late middle aged man going, "You're the best," as if well, this is a really cool syncopated rhythm, kids. Um, and I, I kind of I want that to be straight. You're my own. You're the best. I'd much rather that came bang on the beat. Uh, I yeah. suppose he's trying to go for speech rhythms, but yeah. that's that's the bit that I I bump on. And I know that there was a version that um, on his website he's got him singing it a prom praise. Yeah, slightly. Um, uncomfortable in a in a tuxedo Um, (laughs) but you know obviously amazing Noel Tredinic arrangement with the orchestra and stuff but they sing you're my all nothing less yeah which is a kind of popular alternative which Mm. I don't know if it's officially sanctioned by Graham but they obviously talked him into it when they had a a hundred piece orchestra behind him in a a tuxedo and he's like I'll do anything I don't know well maybe that's what maybe he's really he's totally happy with that I, Um, I, I don't personally get the problem with the best i doesn't no i you know. don't either i mean I, i'm telling you there are listeners now who are, who are shouting at the podcast um <laughs> honestly i don't get it either i'm not sort of i hear you people when you say oh it's really twee or but i just don't hear it no i, I don't know somehow yeah it, it works for me and here so here's the thing it it it's the own so they change it to nothing less yeah um, because it rhymes, but nothing else in the song rhymes. So you could actually just change it to anything you want. And interestingly, yeah. it's, it really is the only thing in the song that rhymes. You're my old, you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness. And it seems to share, that that's my little picky bit. I don't mind it really, but it's the only place it rhymes and the stress falls in the wrong place on the rhyme. My righteousness. <laughs> so you could have just abandoned that. Um, the, and the other sticking point people have is that the tune is from the Ugly Duckling in that section. And that's what uh, makes it... Yes. Um, uh, yeah. But I think it's brilliant. I mean, I say, let's have more songs with the tune from the Ugly Duckling. This song is Amen. so good, I want more. Yeah. Yeah. And fascinating that he... I, he starts with the chorus because I I would have almost felt like I would have I would have worked on the verses and then I'd have gone yeah. right what's the response to this but it's interesting that he read the passage and he thought how do I distill this passage into I mean essentially three words isn't it knowing mm. you Jesus that's that's how he's distilled it yeah and then he's done all the work of you know chipping away at the verses and maybe we could try that in our songwriting you know is if you if you've got this passage or you've got this theme, what's three <clears throat> words? Yeah. What's one phrase that really exhales this passage? Oh, I love and that. then is that a twelve song challenge for the future? It could be like a three word um Simon Mayo does three word Fridays or whatever it is, doesn't he? Where yeah. just, uh, it, that's literally you've just got to get get a phrase mm. and then that is gonna be your hook and you, mm. you work from there. I, I, I do love that it's a it's a response to the scriptures before he starts to try and unpack them in a in a song and there's mm. maybe there's something really really good about that oh graham thank you he is a hero and yeah. um always good to feature a graham kendrick song sarah pointed out i don't know if you've ever listened to the horn section podcast but the horn section have a little silly song that goes thick and creamy that's what? how i like my milk and they've nicked what? it from the 12 song challenge i can't believe it is it so worth on. is it worth doing them? Totally. 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 Okay, I might do. Um can you believe it? We've done the first month of the twelve song challenge. It actually feels like we've been doing this for ages this this season. Yeah, it does actually. It was quite a long build up, wasn't there? We yeah. kind of... possibly because I got my song in there first and I was writing it slightly before the beginning. Oh, you're like, one of those. It was like ages ago that I was writing a Holy Spirit song. And you know that's like doing. insider trading. Basically, I when you, when I was trying to be the sacrificial lamb so that I could go first, oh, and people man. could, you know, think, "Oh, yeah. he did it," and people ripped his song apart. Yeah. And I, I left a, 
a mistake in, which I didn't, I didn't do this mistake on purpose, but I thought, I want to just be warts and all. I mean, it's very good of you to do that most months, especially Sam. Yes. <laughs> deliberately bad songs I'm churning out every week. I know. So, uh, 188 people uh, taking part, which is absolutely awesome. I mean, just, wow, what a lot of songs. What a lot of songs about the Holy Spirit, which is, um, you know, it's a it's not a huge gap area, but a bit of a gap area. Definitely room for a lot more songs. And so I think that's really exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing by the end of this month the people who have been able to use them with their churches around Pentecost. Um, and I caught up with Keiko and we had a bit of a look through the songs from this month. Keiko, great to see you again. What a month of Holy Spirit songs it has been. Yes, it's been it's been such a challenge, but it's such a great month um to be able to attempt to write about something so tricky but um such a vital part of our of our lives i mean it, it is tricky isn't it I, I i think it's really difficult actually this one we started with a difficult one we, we really did i mean there's something so um i mean where is the holy spirit is he do we ask him to come do we ask him to fall do we ask him to burn do we ask him to you know, breathe, you know, there's, it's, it's um, so much more difficult. Yeah. I think to capture. (laughs) And some really interesting conversations on, um, on the Facebook group as well. Things like, is, is he a he or an it? Do we, is it the Holy Spirit or just Holy Spirit? We've had to embrace the, the mystery. I often think of um, Jesus Mm -hmm. talks about the Holy Spirit, doesn't he? In um, John three as just blow, blowing around like the wind, kind of mm. slippery. Don't, don't yes. try and pin, don't try and pin the Holy Spirit down, because mm-hmm. um, when you try, you won't manage it. Yeah, yeah, you can't put him in a box. Mm. So, um, it was it was perfect timing, I have to say, for me this month, um, because um, I. There was a couple in our church. Um, we've been walking alongside someone. Um, he was uh, on our music team, and then he um, was battling Alzheimer's. And right when I started um, to write uh, write the song for this month, I, I kind of chose Holy Spirit as comforter and wanted to write about that. And it just wasn't working. Um, and then he passed um, oh. on Easter Saturday, and... And somehow then everything just flowed and I f- it felt deeply personal at that point because I could only think about him. And so I was actually really grateful for the timing and I was able to um, write it for them and share it with her and um, even sing it for his memorial service. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was really uh, hard, but it was really fulfilling. Yeah, gosh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And actually, you're not the only person who has kind of gone down that route has has written it out of a place of pain or loss mm. um well we've got quite a few i mean we're going to try and feature some aren't we we'll, do, we'll sort of bounce along through several because because there are so many songs and so many good songs and we want to feature some of the stuff that you've all been writing um uh so keiko do you want to just kind of take us through a, a little selection of some of the ones that have caught your eye this month oh sure well um I was really taken with Daniel Brooks's song. It is an incredible song. Um, mm. Well, what grabbed me is his opening um, kind of harmonic thing. That's it's repetitive, and he builds um, off of that mm. uh, in the verses. It's just this repetitive. Let's see if I can. Um, with these kind of repetitive, repetitive notes, with, um, and then the the melody for the verses builds off of that and is supported by that. Um, and then when he moves, uh, so it's basically two harmonies, kind of, mm. um, with these suspensions in the in the verses. And then when he moves to the four harmony in the chorus, you have this incredible sense of motion and movement um, where you know the, the, where that's where he's crying out to the spirit to come and um uh, there was quite a lot of discussion i mean it's something like 51 replies on that one um <laughs> a lot of discussion around a couple of lyrics that he'd done right at the opening of the song and i love the way he sort of put it out and then 
people bashed it around and bounced it around and and you know some people loved them and some people didn't and those and so and then eventually he came along and just said do you know what i'm gonna try changing those and i quite mm. like that approach just to kind of let mm. them live with them for a bit and then eventually said you know what if this is confusing people maybe i'll just maybe i'll try something else spirit of light expose all my sin water of heaven wash me in your streams set my heart on jesus christ lord you're welcome here and Another um, another I really enjoyed was by uh, Rebecca Bees. Rebecca, am I saying your name right? I, <laughs> is, it, is it Bees? I, I, oh, we see you filled me with that now. It? I assumed it was Bees, but maybe it's Bees. I, I did. Oh, Rebecca. I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> butchering everybody's name for, every for time new, I come on. Newcomers to the Charles Song Challenge. KK has an unfortunate... Uh, the habit of enjoying songs by people whose names she can't pronounce. I'm sorry. That's um, right. Rebecca, I love your song. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly congregational. It has this incredible energy to it. Um, I, I love how she um, sort of describes the spirit um, here with us, uh, the gift, gift of the creator, um, and then begins to ask for things, please strengthen us. And then there's this moment where in the last verse, she, there's, she's asking for release. And there's such power in it, the way she sings, a release heaven's presence on this land. Um, so kind of this progression through what the Spirit does for us and then asking the Spirit to um, move out into the world. And um, yeah, this gorgeous chorus, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of information packed into the verses. And mm. then the chorus is just very simple. Um, yeah, incredibly singable. I can totally hear uh, a congregation singing this. to um, was by Sue Crossman. Um, she wrote about the spirit of truth and this idea of truth. And I, I really enjoyed the way she approach, approached it because I feel like truth, uh, the idea of truth can be a little bit abstract, but she makes it intensely personal and mm. geared toward um, people who need reminders of their value and identity and needing to sort of sift through lies that can come for whatever reason from your background or from the world um and thinking of the spirit as truth of spirit of truth um speaking to us and reminding us of our um how loved we are and how valuable we are and i i just thought she did a wonderful job of making it personal and um and it's really easy easy to sing along to really catchy Darkness, releasing the captives 
Another by Duncan Fraser. I really enjoyed another incredibly singable song, another I could picture my congregation singing. Um, an interesting thing about his song is um, there's very little rhyme to it. Um, and I'm always, I, I always try so hard to make, to put in some sort of rhyme, um, but I didn't even really notice uh, as I was listening. There's um, such a sense of, musically it's uh the structure is so strong and such a sense of progression through it and maybe there are enough internal rhymes or something um I didn't even really notice that there there are no rhymes and um again it's one of these where he's speaking about the spirit in the verses um, packing a lot of information in, and then um in the chorus or the refrain it's this beautiful holy spirit fall holy spirit fall and like literally, he starts high, and on the word "fall," he, he comes. He comes down, so you get to do with your voice what you're asking mm. the spirit to do. Um, it's just beautiful. Holy Spirit, search us within, cleanse with your fire, and shine in our darkness that we might worship. Another one that I uh, was really touched by was uh, written by Elijah Merritt. And um, the reason it was so touching, it was just a, a little bit different approach. Um, he wrote that he wrote out of, um, he wrote this song out of loss. And, um, and the prayer to the spirit was, uh, I think it's called Spirit Falls Slowly. Just this idea that please don't overwhelm us. You know, we're broken, we're struggling. Um, and so it was just a different sort of prayer um, that, I, that I really appreciated. Mm. Yeah, he um, he's sort of starts in the dark of a cave, and it uh, reminds you of, of David, uh, King David, from the cave. Mm. Um, and then the refrain is, Spirit falls slowly, comes soft and consoling, we're shaky and spent, battered and bent. Not as a storm cloud, but dew on the dry ground, gentle and lowly spirit, fall slowly. And just a really beautiful, heartfelt, sort of raw prayer, asking the spirit to be, be gentle with us. You promise to come to our aid, not always in earthquake and flame, but quiet and sure. Be known to us, Lord. Spirit, fall slowly, soft and consoling. We're shaky and spent, battered and bent, and brought to our knees. Not is the storm cloud, but do on the dry ground, gentle and lowly, spirit fall slowly. I mean, that's just such a brilliant selection and there are so many more. Um, it, you know, everybody who's taking part, you know, we ask you to comment on, make sure you comment on three in some kind of constructive way. Uh, but then just for your own edification and enjoyment, go and flick through some more, even if you don't say anything about them and just have a, have a listen because there's so much there. And I love the way that people have managed collectively, we've explored such a breadth with regards to the Holy Spirit 
um, you, you can end up in a sort of very narrow, the spirit empowering for mission or, or, or something like that. But but various people have just taken a very a single idea and, and just explored that idea. Like the spirit, that one about the spirit of truth, actually not just being about like the spirit of doctrine, but the spirit of all truth, and that includes the truth about us. That's it's a, some wonderful things in there, and how that might minister to us. So I've been, I've been so impressed. I loved one by um, Andrew and Leslie Davies, who are obviously writing together, and they just wrote this spirit of truth, beautifully simple, um, three verses, three lines each. That's my kind of song. Those are the kinds I I turn up with about one every other month on Twelve Song Challenge. <laughs> so I was really delighted to see that, and also I loved one by Emma Billington. Um, which I just thought uh, a totally different contrasting style um, but just so beautifully put together really I, just, I love a song with a good structure um, so it's been a wonderful month um, we also name a star of the month somebody who has um, been particularly contributing and helping others in and around the forum and, and obviously there are so many people so we it's a bit artificial but we single someone out each month because we we like to just celebrate good participation. So um, who have we got this time, Keiko? I think it's got to be Andrew Finden. Hey! Um, yay, Andrew. Um, yeah, he's been incredibly helpful, uh, both in English and German. I mean, we have we have s- several languages um, now. Represented English, German, Welsh, and Dutch, I think yeah. I saw on the forum. But anyway, Andrew's one that is can be helpful in more than one language, which is pretty pretty phenomenal so so he gets double points for that and (laughs) therefore yeah thank you andrew that's great stuff so well done everyone and thank you keiko for guiding us through uh this month and um we will see you again soon yay my pleasure see you later oh that was good really good um brilliant month um you didn't mention uh just thought i'd mention ross gill uh, really oh, liked yeah. his kind of folky song and Philip Laycock went a bit jazzy. It's, yeah, other so many good songs. So many, I know, absolutely. Mine, my, mine. Um, we're not going. We decided this time round we probably won't inflict ours on you, dear listeners, um, unless there is a clamour and I start getting you know a petition through and so on. We will generally Seems you can unlikely. find them on the yeah, does it? You can find them on Slack. Um, but I did. I sort of I had to resort to the lounge piano setting to find a song for this time. I don't know if you've heard it yet, but you can go and check it out, Sam. I haven't, no, I have to listen to it. It's very sort of, it's kind of me. It's one of those ones where I couldn't work out what to do, so in the end, I pretty much just set a few verses of scripture in a sort of just let them speak to themselves kind of way. Good job. Yeah. Hooray! Oh, I'm so excited uh, to have done one month. We've got to move on. We've got to move on to May. Let's have another jingle. The challenge for May is to write a hero song. Uh, That does not mean a song about a great biblical hero. I suppose if that's the theme you wanted to choose, you could. But what we're going to do this month is try and write songs inspired by our songwriting heroes. Now, these could be any songwriting heroes. They don't have to be worship songwriters, Christian songwriters, whatever. Um, But... You've probably got a songwriting hero, and we're going to try and uh, channel their influence in various ways this month. Um, I uh, had the privilege this month of meeting a bit of a songwriting hero and uh, got to spend some time with Andrew Peterson. And we're going to put the whole interview out as a separate podcast, um, but here's a clip from the conversation with him, which really speaks into this area. Can you talk a bit about how, how you found your voice or how others might find their own voice rather than become mimics of, of what's around? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of it is uh, you in the beginning when you're young, you can't help but mimic. You, you, like it makes it it's a great practice, actually, to pick your favorite songwriters and try to write like them, you know, and uh, in the beginning, especially like I'm a huge Rich Mullins fan. And uh, and, you know, I I think that part of the way I ended up wanting to do music in the first place was that, or, or the kind of music that I do was that I didn't, there was no, uh, there was no paradigm that I, that I could fit into. Right. Mm. And so I grew up listening to classic rock, Southern rock, you know, and, and, you know, everything from Leonard Skinner to like weird, uh, psychedelic Pink Floyd type stuff, you know? And, um, but I never, you know, I liked that kind of music as a kid, mainly because it was all I knew. 
and then slowly began to discover Paul Simon and James Taylor and Mark Cohn and like songwriting, you know, with a capital S. And uh, but then I didn't uh, I didn't really know Jesus at the time. I was trying to kind of foundering spiritually and I didn't really have a context in which people were talking about the things that really mattered and uh, and they were excellent at their craft. You know, they were excellent poets. And so that's why Rich Mullins resonated with me is because, oh, here's here's a guy like, you know, it coincided with me um, kind of having this collision with the person of Christ when I was 18 or 19. And so um, once I once I realized he was real and that he loved me and I wanted to sing about him, I was like, okay, what do I do with this? And then I heard Rich's music and I was like, that is something that I I would love to learn how to do. And and what I loved about it was that um, there was this in him, I was like this mashup of high poetry and prose, you know, and really earthy everyday farmer talk, you know, it was kind of like, which was something that I understood. I grew up in the, in the, in a rural situation. I'm not super well-educated. I love to read. Uh, so I care about words and stuff, but I also like interested in, uh, the folk part of folk music, like the people, you know? And so, uh, so once I heard that, I was like, oh, that's something I want to learn how to do and began writing like him. But, but eventually you do, you find your voice. That's the, that's the whole trick. And somebody, I, I just, I don't know if I, sh- how to share this, but like, so I, I wrote a book over the quarantine and uh, kind of a follow-up to adorning the dark and, uh, comes out later this year, but it's in, I sent it to a couple friends to edit it and tear it apart, you know? And one of the guys said something like, um, he was like, I'm just, I'm amazed at, at not amazed. He wasn't, he's like, he, he likes the fact that in my writing, I can pivot so quickly between, uh, more poetic language and very typical, uh, kind of, uh, earthy folksy language. And I took that as like the highest compliment because it was like one of the things that I loved the most, you know? And so I, that I realized I was like, Hey, that may be part of my voice. That that's part of how I write and how I, and then I thought about my songs and I was like, yeah, my songs are kind of that way. You know, like I love big ideas and concepts and wonderful, lovely turns of phrases. Um, but I also, uh, wanted to sound conversational, uh, yeah. in a way that makes sense to somebody on the first listen. And so, um, Anyway, I, yeah, I, I think that's me and it has taken, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years or so, and I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface of it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think as soon as you start thinking about your own voice, then you've, you've lost your own voice. Right. Yeah. You just have to write something that geeks you out. And then, uh, and that's going to be way closer than if you're, if you're conscious of trying to, trying to find a voice. Yeah. And do you feel like you, you're still in a sense walking with those songwriting heroes around you? still influencing you even now absolutely yeah and and, you know there's actually a a lot of new one of the great things about having kids my kids are all grown now but they're way in the music and so they are my tastemakers now so they they send me bands and artists that i never would have heard of if i didn't have like an 18 19 20 year old and man the music is fantastic like there's so much good music being made right now um, that is so different from what it is that I do. And yeah. so now I kind of feel like I'm intrigued by the idea of try, trying to write toward that stuff, you know, just to see what it would be like. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always, a, it's a moving target. Um, but you, that's the joy of it is you, you, experimentation is, is, um, is thrilling. And I think Paul Simon is a great example of that. You know, like he, he started out as a super folk singery guy in the 60s. And yeah. and then, you know, his last few records were these crazy soundscapes, you know. Um, it still sounded like Paul Simon, but you could tell that he wasn't he wasn't trying to recreate the past. He was like curious. And I think yeah. curiosity is a is a is a secret weapon. I, I had an interview with him relatively recently, I, I think. And and he was talking about his the, the songs he's written and it was all about the sounds yes it was just all about him trying discovering and trying and it was almost like a kid in the sweet shop still with discovering yeah. different sounds and putting them together really really yeah, interesting crazy. you know we i had the the privilege of sitting with him for about uh an hour me and my friend ben shive the producer oh, we got yeah. to meet him and uh he, when he was here in nashville and just ask him questions about songwriting and whatever and he did the same thing he talked more about he was like yeah there's there's like the sound of wood and the sound of metal. And I'm always trying to make sure that every track has metal sounds and wood sounds. And, uh, 
and the tension and release and like he everything was very conceptual uh mm. which i'm a lyric guy so i was kind of like yeah yeah, yeah 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 let's get to like how you how do you do, what you do lyrically you know um but it was fascinating he's he's like kind of a mad scientist when it comes to that stuff um so that's that's the thing is like uh i i think songwriting is the same way like if you're bored of your own songwriting then shake things up you know okay. try to write a song like like somebody uh half your age yeah well this is great this, this is actually our challenge this month for our writers is to write a song influenced by a songwriting hero mm. which uh, and we're going to kind of we'll talk more about it on the podcast but not necessarily well possibly completely mimic them if you fancy it Oh, or, yeah. you know, do a complete pastiche or find some aspect of them that in, that inspires you so i'm quite excited to see what happens i'm gonna i'm gonna try and channel billy joel that's oh yeah my, yeah so that that could be no. fun that's going to involve some exciting piano riffs or something i don't yeah. know <laughs> one thing i remember hear, hearing billy joel say was that he he um tries to play his own songs as classical pieces have you heard this okay no it's interesting and he and it was like some songwriting session i watched him do where he was like on tv and he was uh he played like always a woman and, yeah. and several other of his of his songs as these like kind of box sounding piano pieces and like the turns like the weird modulations oh, in his yeah. songs are all like straight influenced by classical music isn't that crazy that's really interesting what would the main thing that's always struck me about billy joel so we're going slightly off topic here but he um is the just the chord progressions are not rock and roll ones but he puts them in rock and roll songs and they don't yeah. sound out of place and i don't know quite know how he does it so that's yeah, I don't either. Yeah, that maybe that's the thing play it as a classical piece yeah yeah uh, joel that was great that's a really good interview and uh, i've had a sneak preview of the whole thing unedited so when that drops i really encourage people to check it out because it is really inspiring and andrew does come at this from a, a bit of a different angle i think to a lot of worship songwriters um one of the things that he said that really struck me was he used this phrase curiosity is a secret weapon and i love that i think we could yeah. take that into this challenge that kind of being curious and and just trying new things and um yeah exploring that's that's a that's a great little phrase i think yeah i, I agree i it was lovely to chat to him i was a little bit nervous um it's the first <laughs> time i've done an interview with someone where i've read their book before it and i found i was wondering oh do I make this all about new stuff or do I make it about stuff he's already said? Do I act like I know it or I don't know it? <laughs> and um, and so on. But actually, yeah, really one of my favourites because every now and again we get these people who just, they're just able to talk about songwriting in, in a way that is engaging and interesting and thoughtful and so mm. on. And yeah, but so really good. Re really enjoyed that one a lot. Um, so how to do this hero challenge? Um I'm going to ask you in a minute, Sam, which hero you are going to you are going to pick for this month. So you Ooh. you be thinking about that. Um, and what do we mean by this? Now you've got some choices. You could, if you like, completely rip off their style, just mimic them, <laughs> just try and write a song that sounds exactly like them, and that would be fine. I mean that that's a kind of a, that's an exercise. That's a it's a valuable exercise to do. Yeah. Um, There's a bit in, in Elvis Costello's book where he says that a lot of the time when he was early days doing with the attractions and stuff they would try and sound like someone they loved try and write a song like that and because they weren't very good they wouldn't actually end up sounding like that <laughs> but that brilliant. that kind of process of doing a sort of punky new wave version of you know someone they love you yeah know, that 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 ended up working for them really well i think that's going to work for us um, <laughs> so you could do that you could totally mimic them um even to do an impression of them singing if that's what you want to do um, yeah. Or you could copy their process. Maybe there's something you know about their approach to songwriting, which you can use. There's, there's, there's something around that. Um, that would be that would be like, um, you know, he was. You guys were talking about um, Paul Simon, right? Was it? Yeah. Was it the Soda Jerker interview? Yeah, you yeah. Listened to? Yeah, that's why I found listen. that massively inspiring as well. And if people don't know that podcast, Soda Jerker on songwriting, they they do. They just they have literally interviewed the best they've interviewed paul mccartney they've paul yeah. simon just amazing songwriters and i always listening to those you know you you get something of their process from that and it you know it, it, that means you don't end up mimicking their style necessarily but you get yeah. a fresh way of approaching it uh, another thing you might like to do and and this may well help thematically because we're going to leave it open thematically but if you if you're kind of struggling a bit for, for a theme you might like to ask 
if this person wrote a worship song, what would they write? Now, if they're they're not a Christian, you've, it's a bit of a leap of imagination, but you can probably still do it. You can probably still... What's the kind of song they'd be drawn to? Yeah. What's the kind of expression they'd have? And would they be the person who loves to jump into the Psalms? Or would they be the person who, who does, um, you know, there's a whole range of things. Yeah, like storytelling songs yeah. or protest type songs or, you know, really... Um, very personal songs or yeah. very universal songs, you know. Or really peppy pop songs. It yeah. could be, you know, punchy, um, hooky, simple pop songs. There's a whole range of stuff that you could do. Um, you, you could go as far as, you know, actually steal a chord progression from them. The, the only thing I suppose I'd say from that is you may have to give it back at the end, um, depending <laughs> on how obviously you've stolen it. You know, if you take the riff from a Radiohead song and just sing a new tune over it, you're probably going to have to give it back. Um, but what I'd also say is what, what we're not saying is take a well-known pop song and change the words. So you yeah. can't just take a song and change the word baby into Jesus all the way through <laughs> and say that's your, your new song. So you've got to write something, but you're going to try and write either in the style or inspired by. And we want you to tell us, mm. however embarrassing it is, yeah. um, who's, the, who's the hero? Yeah. And um, how did you, you know, how did it, they inspire what you're doing? I think this is going to be a fascinating challenge and I'm really mm. looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so I've already given away, I've played my card on the in, on the interview with Andrew and I said, I'm going for Billy Joel. Billy Joel is my songwriting hero, hands down. I just, I love Billy Joel and I, I'm a bit daunted because he has a pretty unique approach to songwriting um, mm. because his songs don't sound like anyone else's. Um, so... I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to I'm going to dig in a bit. I might find one or two interviews with him um, where he's talking about songwriting. There's a great little quote actually in Andrew Peterson's book that um, when he Billy Joel when he was getting stuck for ideas would put on a smoking jacket, uh, take a cigar, and go and sit in the corner of a of a smoky bar and just act like he's a songwriter. And then he'd <laughs> listen to people and start writing songs. So um, maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe without the smoky bar, the smoking jacket, or the people. <laughs> Sam, have you got an idea of who you, of who your songwriting hero might be for this challenge? Who are you going for? Who are you going to go oh, for? Who's the okay. hero? I'm finding this hard, but I think I'm going to go for I'm going to try and go for Michael Kiwanuka because he's probably my favourite artist at the moment, putting stuff out now and. Uh, I do I love he he draws from all sorts of influences mm. as well and I've listened to him interviewed by people about you know so yeah that's my that's my attempt fantastic oh I'm really looking forward to that I mean I, I know Mike a bit and um he is one of the nicest guy I mean you know people say that about people but then there's did, Mike Kiwanuka and he dropped something as well what <laughs> a, a name I haven't seen I yeah I've told you before he was in my worship band a few times um, this is years ago I haven't seen Mike Crazius but anyway um, Mike he is one of honestly one of the so the, your first thing is just to be the nicest humblest person you can possibly imagine no problem but the other thing I noticed is that such simplicity to his songs he just gets a couple of little phrase ideas yeah and that's pretty much that's it's pretty true. much it isn't it he makes it look effortless doesn't he yeah and quite a lot of long notes yeah okay so, so there you go. try that Brilliant. It's going to be Billy and Michael next time. I'm excited about this. So, dear listener, um, who are you going to channel this time? Uh, can't wait to see. Um, as always, remember, you've got to write the song, post the song on Slack, contribute to at least three other uh, songs, which you are all doing so amazingly. Yeah. I just, I'm well so done. proud of this community yeah. um, and, and the way that it works. And um, also just try to... Um, especially those of you who've been involved before, just have a look at the way people are formatting their songs now and and copy that because it's a little bit different to last time. So just to try and keep it all nice and um, clean. Um, but that's going pretty well as well. Uh, that's all we've got time for this month. Our final thing is to introduce our featured song. Uh, Sam, do you want to introduce that and then we'll we'll play it? This is a song that Sarah and I have used loads because um, it's by Andy Flanagan and Graham Hunter and Noel Robinson. Uh, and they wrote it uh, as a sort of, they called it a civic hymn. And the idea was that it could be used in prayer breakfasts and places where people from all different parts of society could come and sort of commit themselves, commit their 
their their work and their sort of involvement in community to God. And it's to the tune uh, Even Tide Abide With Me. And so it works so well at our whole life worship events. We often close the events and it just lifts the roof and the, the words are so uh, good about that stuff. But it's also been picked up um, by uh, Vikingdom Come, working with London Institute for Contemporary Christianity. And they've done this new recording with our mate Matt Weeks producing and they made the video in Luton. So Yay! I am totally made up. This is like all my favourite things coming together. <laughs> it just needs like Tom York singing on it. and No, but it's brilliant. It's totally, yeah. totally brilliant. And um, yeah, all my favourite things. And it's come out now uh, so that people can use it. They can use it for Thy Kingdom Come. They can use it to pray for right. the UK and their nation as we're kind of, you know, all struggling, but we're asking God to transform, revive and heal society. So do go to the LICC website where they put like other videos of like story behind the songs and versions you can use on your YouTube stream and chord charts. All the stuff is there for free to be used. So it's perfect. Fantastic. See you next month. Bye. We seek your kingdom throughout every Please pay me.